Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Learn English with Teachify. It's a pleasure to be back.、Um, it feels like it's been a while because I pre-recorded some of the podcasts before, and now this is the first time that I am recording a podcast in like two months or three months. So I'm a little bit rusty, and if I forget what I'm saying, forgive me. But luckily, I'm joined by、uh, the amazing, the wonderful, the magnificent Mark, Woo! and the experienced Mark as well. So I will help you. I will hold your hand, Lewis. Don't、Please、worry. Do. Hold my hand. Take me there. Make sure everything's going to be all right. I'm nervous. If you make a mistake, if you stuff up, I'll be there. Don't worry. If I screw up, if I mess up, if I up, <gasps> I. Just like that, Lewis. You almost did it. I almost, not, but not quite. Not quite. Now, anyway,、um, Mark, how's life? Life's good.、Uh, I'm sitting here in sunny Galicia. Two two words you wouldn't consider to go together, but yeah, everything's nice. It's springtime. There's more light. Things are in bloom. The flowers are opening. A beautiful time of year. I'm so jealous because you say it's like springtime, and I keep checking the weather in Seville, and now it's like 25 degrees and sunny every day. But right now, I'm in England, in a wet and windy and depressing Yorkshire, and it doesn't feel like spring at all whatsoever. Because just last week, I woke up and I looked outside, and I saw that everything was covered in snow. It was a winter wonderland, and it was actually quite beautiful. But you don't normally expect to see the snow settling in March because no, no. it had snowed a lot. It was heavy, and it really settled. There was like I don't know, a hand worth of snow on the floor.、Um, a hand worth. <laughs> strange <laughs> units. An unusual, unusual <laughs> unit of measurement. But hey, I mean, usually we use feet. In England, but hands, hey, hands, feet, why not? Body parts, right? But any body part will do. <laughs> but but no, I think the snow is beautiful.、Um, but of course, forward to seeing the sun and going back to Seville for the fair, all of that. But、um, Mark, speaking about the snow,、uh, you a fan? I am a fan of the snow. I think it's、uh, beautiful when it snows, and I. The thing that I love about snow is that I think it's one of those things that turns adults into little children. Oh, and I'm one of those little children. When it snows, I run outside. I make a snowman. I have a snowball fight. It's great. It's great. And I miss the snow. To be honest, living in Spain, it's difficult to see snow like you do in the UK. Exactly. Yeah. And.、Uh... I guess unless you go to the mountains, and if you're into skiing or snowboarding, then it's another story.、Um, I wish I could go skiing and snowboarding more often, but it's quite an expensive hobby to have.、Um, yeah, have I've, you... I've 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 never been skiing, and、never. I think it's it's well. I tell a lie, Lewis. I went skiing once when I was a kid, but it was one of those artificial slopes. Okay. So it wasn't really the same thing, and to be honest, I found it a little bit boring. I think the first time is always boring because you have to learn all the basics, how to move around, and it's a little bit awkward, uncomfortable, a bit clumsy, maybe. 
Exactly. I guess there's a steep learning curve going up and down the slopes. No, no, no pun intended. Eh? Absolutely steep, not. Absolutely steep not. learning curve. Ooh, oh, British humor at its finest here. At its finest, exactly. But anyway, um, we're keeping this a bit lighthearted at the moment because we've got quite a, a deep and interesting and serious topic to address. We today. do. So uh, the topic is all about government, um, which can be quite controversial. Many Absolutely. people avoid speaking about politics. Sometimes it can cause a bit of a debate or an argument if people speak about their political persuasion. So we're going to keep it lighthearted and ask each other a few questions to give our two pence uh, on the topic. Um, so... <laughs> Before we get into it, um, Mark confessed something to me before going live and recording this podcast. Um, confessed <laughs> indeed. I agree with that verb. Yep. Absolute confession. So, Mark, tell us, what did you tell me before we started recording? Uh, well, I have never voted. Uh, I mean, th that's not entirely true. But in an election, I have never voted. And um, why? <laughs> That's the obvious question. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's difficult to say, but I, I guess I feel like none of the politicians and the parties who run really represent something that I want to vote for. Or maybe some of the parties that do, I know that they are not going to achieve any significant power. And and yes, I understand that obviously voting even for those small parties is important. But admittedly, I lived in England when I was younger. And since living in Spain, organizing a long distance vote sounded like more trouble than it was worth. So it's, it's a combination of factors. No, I, I get that. And I think this is one of the common arguments of people whenever you ask them about upcoming elections. And if we're speaking about the candidates and the political parties, it seems that most of the time people feel like all of the candidates ugh, don't really convince them. I know that's also my case. And it's kind of like by process of elimination that you vote for somebody because it's rare that you feel passionate about uh, a possible candidate, a new president. So you think, is it worth it? Is it going to make a change? And many people decide that <clears throat> their vote maybe won't make a difference. Yeah, we seem to move between a rock and a hard place. We go from from one party to the other, but but neither party seems really able to to solve the deep problems of of a country i think exactly now uh obviously you've been living in spain for quite a while now um would you like to be able to vote in spain i think i would i as i've got older i've become more interested and i've seen the importance of of voting especially even on a local level this can be really uh important um but I think, again, the feelings I have in, in the UK, it, it your vote can feel insignificant or the whole system just seems so complicated in some respects. You think, well, what happens to my vote? Will it change anything? Will it make any real difference? 
So uh, I'm interested in voting for sure here. What do you think, Lewis? Do you think everybody should vote? That's what some some people tell me. Democracy means everybody must vote. What's your thoughts? I mean, I would tend to agree with them. And I think the fact that we don't live in a dictatorship is a reason to savor the fact that we live in a democracy. And that's why we need to make the most of the fact that we are lucky enough to live in a, a country where the government doesn't make all the decisions and dominate everything and control the public 100%. So that's why even if you're not 100% who to vote for and the parties don't really represent you or your values and your beliefs, I think we should still vote. And uh, I usually do this by proxy. So I give my mum authorization to be able to vote for, for me in the elections and also for referendums, for example. And uh, with this, she already knows who to vote for, but not because I like pay money to a political party or anything else. She just knows that for me, there is a lesser of two evils in most cases. So I think our passions and our thoughts are, I don't know, more powerful when we hate a party rather than when we actually love a party. So in my case, I will tell you, I hate Boris Johnson. But wow, there it is. The first, the first political opinion of the day. I let it out. I hate him. <laughs> but no, uh, maybe hate is a strong word. But I don't align myself politically with the British Conservatives. Yeah. And I blame them for Brexit, which has a direct impact on me and my life and the lives of many other people. So that's why uh, I don't love the Labour Party, but I think they're definitely the lesser of two evils. Mm, that's interesting. The lesser of two evils. I, I guess I'm an idealist, Lewis. So for me... I find that concept a little bit difficult, but I know maybe I should change my ways. But I believe part of democracy is having the right not to vote. Yeah, I mean, of course, we are free and uh, freedom is an important thing that we should be preaching as well. And that's why you are free to make your own decisions and to do what you want. And the important thing is that we discuss these things because in the world and in government and in politics, it feels like the world is becoming more and more polarized. And that means that we're not having these discussions. Imagine you really love Boris Johnson and I hate him. People should still discuss these things and argue them. And that way we will learn from each other. Very deep. So do you think this is the main problem in a, that's creating a polarized world? I mean, I guess the reason why this is happening um, is partly because of social media, maybe, that algorithms are giving us the information that they think we want to hear. So then we don't have balanced information from different political views. So then you just receive the information and that changes the way you think which is why it's very important for us to 
compare and contrast different sources with different political bias. And that way we can make informed decisions ourselves. That's what I'd say. What do you think? I think there are lots of factors here, but I think it's really interesting now that with the internet, with social media, everybody has a voice. And in some respects, everybody has an equal voice. So we don't have as many experts. The politicians don't speak any louder than, than the average person. So it's it's more and more true that the politicians don't seem to represent the people and and we're turning more to to people who do have a voice and people like even if they are not experts and even if their opinions come from a place where they don't know anything about political systems so it's a, it's an interesting one i think a lot of the ideas that you said uh, are also factors here i think it's interesting whenever it comes to um global governments and politics as well to be able to see what's happening in different countries and to see how maybe a culture changes the government so i like observing and watching lots of videos in my spare time and watching lots of documentaries and it's always interesting to analyze the situation and to see what's going on and comparing that with spain or with france or with the uk so yeah I said we were going to keep this lighthearted, and now I'm getting all philosophical. You are. Well, I've got a question for you, Lewis. You mentioned that you hate Boris Johnson. I, I can't think why the guy is, 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 is so likable and intelligent. But anyway, do you look up to any politicians? Do you admire anyone? Oh, I think it's hard to look up to most politicians because... As you said, they don't represent how we feel in most cases. So if I had to say that I looked up to, I admired any politicians, they would probably all be from the past. So we could look at Nelson Mandela, of course. Um, I looked up to him and looking back at what he did as well. Of course, he didn't start out necessarily as a politician, but he later went on to become one. And he is definitely someone who has suffered for the right causes and made the world a better place. So if I had to say, I would say that I look up to Nelson Mandela. Good choice. Very good choice. Now, I've got one more question for you before we call it a day. Um, if you were the president of Spain, the UK, it doesn't matter which country, if you were elected to be the president what would you focus on? What would be some of your rules and policies? <laughs> the million dollar question. It's interesting that you say it doesn't matter which country. <laughs> I think it really does matter <laughs> which country, Lewis. Um, well, let's, let's talk about Spain, as most of our listeners will be listening from Spain. Um, if I were in charge of Spain, I think I would focus a lot of intention on employment. I think that being British and being used to the idea that employment is something easy to, to get hold of, that there are lots of things in place which facilitate employment, means that you can move around and, and, and have lots of different jobs and gain lots of skills. And, uh, you know, if you don't like your conditions in one 
company, then you might look elsewhere. And I think this is healthy. I think this uh, creates competition. And I think the employee ends up winning because uh, they have better conditions and, and everything is safer. So I think I would focus a lot of attention on making the employment market more open for for Spanish people. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And free beer for all. And well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? And I, you know what? I might change the clocks as well because. Okay. Well, I, I, I mean, I say this because I'm in Galicia and the sun doesn't rise until nine o'clock in the morning, Lewis. It doesn't make any sense. Portugal is on a different time zone. The UK, which is in the same place, is in a different time zone. Spain, why are you, why are you behind? I don't know. What's going on, Spain? What's going on? I guess in particular, if you're living in the west of the country as you are, then it would be evident that it's not really aligned with uh, Portugal. But then if you're in, I don't know, the Balearic Islands, it might be a slightly different situation. Who knows? Who knows, Mark? Nobody knows. <laughs> and and the fact is, I'm not president. And and the way I'm going with politics by not voting, I don't think I ever will be president, Lewis. Imagine, stranger things have happened, Mark. <laughs> you never know. It's true. It's true. Well, anyway, I think we should call it a day there, but um, a very thoughtful and thought-provoking conversation about government politics, our ideals and everything else. And uh, let us know if you were elected president of your country, what would Ooh. you do? How would you change the country? What would be your priorities? You can always send us a message on uh, our Instagram and you can let us know. Practice your English. Tell us what you would do if you were president. Great question. Amazing. So thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much, everybody. And we'll see thank you, you in the next one. Bye. See you later. Ciao.